Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield, and this is my co-host, Kerry Litchfield. And we got another, you know, above-average episode for you today. <laughs> that, that good today? Man, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, how'd your week go? It went okay. It was, I uh, ended up getting called into work on a day where I normally go to the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss got sick, and so I had to skip the market and go work for four hours. Uh, so, but, so that was a little bit out of the way, but, uh, other than that, we had a good day, good week, uh, got some things done. Um, if you remember last, I think it was last week, we had one of the pyographies out here that I had done and yep. I forgot which one we had out uh, here. Uh, it was the, um, gnome mushroom. The gnome mushroom house. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so they were a big hit. Everybody came and looked at them. So we had the gnome mushroom house. We had the. Uh, one with the owl that's called a dream catcher, and then we have the cardinal, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, that's the third time that I've made the uh, owl dream catcher one, and uh, we put it out there within what hour and a half somebody came and bought it, <laughs> so I got to make another one now, <laughs> yeah, which is good. It's good for business. Uh, people seem to like those. Owls are popular among people. They popular. Look popular. I always say that word wrong. Can you say popular? Yeah, there you go, popular. There. I want to say it like the tree <clears> instead <throat> of what the other. I know. <laughs> Anyways. So, so anyway, then uh, while we're talking about it, we've got sitting out front here a couple of new pieces. Actually, this one I've had for a little while. He's a uh, fisherman, and it's hard to see there on the screen, but he's got a turn yeah. sideways. There's a pole in his yeah, hand, pole. fishing pole. Yeah. And you can't see it there, but he's got a hole in his waders and his toe and his knee. So he gets a little wet when he goes in the water. Yeah. So brought him. This is a uh, going to be, not done yet, a Bigfoot. He's kind of halfway finished. i got to get his face in and put the hair in, get him cleaned up some. He's still got some rough lines in him. And then we got a choir of gnomes out front. Uh, coming to sing for us today. Yeah. Can you hear them? Barely. <laughs> well, they're small, so they've got little squeaky voices. They got squeaky little voices. <laughs> so anyway, gnomes have become popular. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble with that word. Anyway, um, I've got one that I've, I've carved and put onto a walking stick. Mm-hmm. And I've probably, mm-hmm. last year, probably sold four or five of those. And we've got another one this year, and then I've got one that normally fit about the size of Bigfoot here that would normally go on a stick, but some people said, well, why don't you just have a big one that's just carved? So yeah. I'm going to cut the base off of it and turn him into just a gnome standing there. I think the next thing you try to do is uh, chainsaw carving. Chainsaw carving? I don't know about that. I don't think my back could handle it. Well, you know, you take breaks every once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure holding a chainsaw in your hand and chopping at a block of wood. But um, something, a uh, special event's coming up uh, next weekend, isn't it? I guess so. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> don't you have a anniversary that's coming up? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. And, yeah. and what is it, number 45? Yes. Yeah. Big day coming up. And then on that same day, a very dear friend of ours is getting married. And... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's going to be in a town near us, so it's about an hour away. So your mother and I, for our anniversary, are going to go watch a friend get married. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we're going was, to do that. It was actually my uh, kindergarten teacher. Yes. Yes. Uh, she had the tragedy of her husband left her way back then. 
And uh, she stayed single all these years, and now she's going to get married. Yeah, well, I hope she's very happy. Yeah. Haven't seen her in a very long time. Pretty long time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not since kindergarten, but I mean, it's... Well, you know... I, you went all the way through the eighth grade there at that school. And, yeah. So I saw her. <laughs> I was in the eighth grade. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways. Still her teacher. <laughs> My same teacher, no. Technically, I think I was your teacher for eighth grade. (laughs) What were you my teacher for eighth grade? We homeschooled. Well, halfway through. Yeah. The first half, we were still at Northside. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah. So we were there. Yeah. Okay, so much for the random talking of what happened this week and our crazy mixed up lives. All right, so then uh, (laughs) let's get on with the other stuff. Okay, you know where to find us, folks. We're on... Uh, Alexa, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. The YouTubes. And then if you want to write to us and talk to us, give us comments or anything else, you can write to us at thecrownandspear at gmail.com. And don't forget to share, 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 and ring that bell. Where's the bell? There it was. (laughs) Kept it low. Don't want to bust people's ears with our cowbell. And anyway, that brings us up to the point where we're ready to move on in a few minutes. All right, then let's go ahead and do that. We'll take our personal break, and we'll be right back after this, everybody. hope everybody enjoyed that break i did did you enjoy the break always enjoy a break when you can get one you know what i did no what you do this time i watched a kangaroo race a kangaroo race yes it was a hopping good time (laughs) of course it would be yeah did you ride in the pouch (laughs) (laughs) you see my head a little bouncing (laughs) it's very warm in there (laughs) home away from home Kangaroo um, races. Did you even know there was such a thing as a kangaroo race? Sure. Probably is. You know they have camel races. I imagine so. Yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> I don't know. Camels can get no, moving they, they, pretty they can, good. Yeah, get moving pretty if good. You have them out in the you know the desert. They're they're quick, yeah. faster than a horse. Yeah. Horses get bogged down in the sand. They spit at you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move okay, on. Okay, our... so much for that entertainment. Yeah, let's yeah. move on. We are going to continue moving on into First John. Now we're going into chapter two Ooh. of First John, and we're going to just look at verses one and two. Okay. And do you know what it's about in that particular chapter? I bet you're going to tell me. There it is on the screen. We have an advocate. Oh. What's an advocate? Well, I'm going to say an advocate is somebody who, uh, like, witnesses for you. You know, testifies on your behalf. Someone who is a character in your corner. Absolutely. That defines them pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
when I looked the word up in the scriptures, uh, in the same verse, and we'll get to that verse in a little bit, um, but there, the, the same word is sometimes translated advocate, mm-hmm. sometimes counselor. Okay. And there was another word that just went out of my mind as I started to say it. Forgetfulness has arrived. <laughs> Don't you love when that happens? Um, anyway, there was another word there. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute and see if I remember it by the time we get to that verse. But anyway, let's move on with the first verse. And I like this first part of this verse. It's pretty cool. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. Ooh, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have God tell us the things about how not to sin. We're pretty good at the sinning part. <laughs> this is true. Kind of comes natural, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after all, we are born sinners. Yeah. Uh, Bible tells us that. You know, we were sinned even in conception. And so we're, we're little demons from the very get-go. <laughs> uh, and we need a Savior to yes. come to us. Yes, we do. Uh, who is going to be our advocate, and we'll talk Some about Some people him. are a little more demon than others. But oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I love this idea of, dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. God's trying to help us out. Mm-hmm. He's trying to show us what to do so we don't sin. And it's kind of our nature that we sin, you mm-hmm. know? We just, we do that naturally. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, little baby's born, it's perfectly innocent, no sin, and but that's not true. They're born a sinner, and they need a Savior from get-go. It ain't like, yeah. you know, 5, 10, 15 years later, they suddenly have become bad. Uh, they are that way from birth. They are a sinner due condemnation of hell by God, unless God intervenes and changes it, and he does that quite often. Yes. All right? So, uh, the next part of that verse says, but if anyone does sin, and that's pretty obvious that we do, (laughs) we have an what? Advocate. Advocate. With the Father, and who is it? Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is our advocate, who stands in our place. The counselor that I mentioned a while ago, the one that, uh, uh, we're going to bring the verse up here, John 14, 16. It'll be up here in a minute. Uh, so I, again, I brought up the word, what is an advocate? Yes. So you've already said a little bit about it, but here's one of the definitions. It's to offer independent support. The The advocate is one who uh, supports us you know, as an individual, helps us, helps to deal with things, speaks on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the other part of that is pleads for another's case. There's a motorcycle. We live right next to the highway, folks. <laughs> so, um, you know, this, an advocate, you know, pleads for another. Kind of stands in their, their case for him, you know, to offer help, okay? Some examples. Abraham with Lot. Do you remember that story in the Bible? Abraham and Lot? Sure. Um, they were traveling together for a while. Remember, God called Lot out to head to a different land, and they all go out, and they've got this massive amount of people that is their lineage and slaves and kinfolk and all that and lots of kin of his and uh it gets so big that he at one point says well you know why don't we kind of separate a little bit you take a spot to live and i'll take a spot to live and let's lot pick first well lot picks the area of sodom and gomorrah <laughs> which has a bad connotation to it, <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. uh it was not a very good spot so lots living down there in that city of sin and it gets so bad that God decides he's going to do something about it. Yeah. And so while Abraham is sitting at his tent one day, lo and behold, three visitors show up. 
Now, Abraham immediately recognized these as some special guys. And if, as we read the scriptures, the one is a, uh, I forgot the word for it, just went out of my head again, that is Jesus Christ showing up in a human form in the Old Testament. Okay. And the other two are angels. Okay. And yet they look like all human beings. But Abraham recognizes this. And that's the whole beginning of the story is in Genesis 18. And it starts out about, you know, Abraham welcoming them. They're going to fix them a meal. And it's kind of funny. It's like, we got to hurry, get through this and, and do this stuff immediately. But he goes and has them find a specific good calf, slaughter it. So you got all the killing and the, you know, it doesn't go into all that detail. But, you know, you got all that skinning it, get the good meat out, roast it. You know, he has Sarah to make bread and stuff and all that. So they go through all that now for him a meal. So this is quite an extensive day. So do you, do you day. think they had brisket? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the, the visitors are there, they spend all day, they've had a meal together, and then it's time to move on. And as they're getting ready to leave, uh, they start heading, looking, I think the scripture says that he's looking towards Sodom. And, uh, and Abraham kind of stops him and pauses to, to talk to him. And uh, so while they're heading towards Sodom, Abraham pleads. The other two, which we believe were angels, they head on towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, Abraham standing there talking to the one who is the representative of Jesus Christ as a human being in the Old Testament. And uh, so Abraham pleads with him, and he says, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Trying to plead to him as a, a good God that he is. You know, you're going to go down there and destroy these. I mean, without them saying, we're going to destroy it, Abraham's assumed that's what they're going to do, do to it. Because the cry, as he puts it in the scripture, the cry of the city has gotten so bad that it's come before the ears of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is, you know, sometimes we think some of our places around here are bad. Uh, you know, I, I think about stuff that happened in the news in the last two years, cities like Chicago, where, I mean, every day there are tons of people being shot. Yeah. Or, you know, when they had the riots and some of the different things out in Washington, was it Seattle, Washington, where they had all kind of riots and they were burning businesses down and all that. You know, that's pretty mm -hmm. bad in my book. You know, It was the Summer of Love. Oh, yeah, Summer of Love, they called it. <laughs> well, without getting into the political end, but just to give that as an illustration, there are places that are bad things happen. And in the news recently was a school shooting, you know, 19 kids killed and two teachers. Mm -hmm. um, all that goes on. And basically, uh, you know, Sodom was worse than that. I can't even imagine the degree of problems that there were in that area for it to be, God said, I'm just going to destroy it. Mm -hmm. And so Abraham becomes the advocate because he knows Lot's living down there and he doesn't want Lot destroyed. Uh, and so he says to him, you know, he says, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And of course the Lord says, no, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then he says, well, how about for 50 people? I mean, he's going to... So he's assuming that there might be 50 righteous people. He thinks that could be a possibility. Yeah. Out of everybody that lives in these two cities, you know, the two joined cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, it's yeah. two separate cities, but, you know, in one spot. Yeah. Out of all those, probably thousands and thousands of people, who knows, tens of thousands of people. Yeah, we don't really know how big the city was. We so, don't, you know. but a lot, yeah. you know, besides Lot being there. It's yeah, a lot, a lot, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he says, for 50, you know, would you would you sweep it away? For, would you be that kind of guy? You'll destroy them all for 50 people? He says, no, for 50, I won't do it. And Abraham says, oh, okay, that's good, that's good. Because he's thinking but, oh, there's got to be at least 50, right? Right, he's thinking it's got to be 50. Yeah. And when he agrees to 50, he, he kind of pauses and it's like, well, if it was five less than 50, would you destroy it for 45 people? And he goes, no, we won't destroy it for 45 people. 
So Abraham begins to think, I'm going to press my luck. What if it was 30 people? <laughs> or 40 well, people? 40 people, yeah, 40 people. And then he keeps on going, well, what about for 30 people? Hmm. Well, how about if it was 20 people? Now, you think he's probably pressed his luck by this point? And the Lord mm-hmm. says, okay, for 20, I won't do it. Abraham's one more time. <laughs> how about for 10? <laughs> He's not very confident what's left down there in Sodom and Gomorrah. He must know something about that Sodom (laughs) and Gomorrah. Well, you know, when we know the people that got out were Sodom and what was it, his two daughters? Wasn't it two? Sodom. Sodom, yeah. Lots. (laughs) We don't want Sodom to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Get my, it's got me confused, Steve. But it it was, was, yeah, it was was Lot. And his his wife tries to go, but she ends up looking back and. Well, yeah, because they were told, don't look back. Yeah. You know. That was her life back there. Yeah. She she wanted to look Turned back. her into a pillar of salt, it says. Yeah. yeah. But Lot and two daughters, three people out of all that place that were somewhat righteous. Yeah. Which, if you remember going through the story, this has always struck me as very odd. In that day, if somebody came as a guest to your house, and so when the visitors show up, they come up to Lot's house, mm-hmm. uh, some of the evil people from that area want to have... Sexual about, relationships. Talk about that, so yeah, yeah, with the visitors. Yeah, like you got some new fresh meat here. Let's you know, let us play with them. Yeah, and uh, Lot actually offers his virgin daughters to them that they wouldn't destroy the guests because you you were supposed to stand up for guests no matter what. And that and, always kind and, of blew me away. Yeah, and then of course I'm always thinking like, well, these are you know like we assume these are two angels that are coming right. to tell them to get out. Right. I, I think they probably could handle themselves. So. Yeah, they they could. Angels can do what they want <laughs> under God's authority and is commissioning to send them there. Yeah. But angels are powerful. I mean, you know, we, we always think of angels as the little cute little cherub sitting on a cloud somewhere playing a harp. That's kind of yeah. the picture people have of angels. But supposedly angels are warriors, you know, dressed in battle gear. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly... <laughs> Uh, you know, like a lot of times when people show uh, some loving angel uh, in, in a sense like hovering over a person or right. watching over them, a lot of times they show a picture of, of a woman as right. being an angel. Right. But in the Bible, is that, if I remember correctly, there's no mention of any angel that is in a human form looking like a woman. It's, it's always like a man or like a warrior or yeah. something like that. Now, I, I, I don't know because... But based on some stuff that I think I remember reading, there's like different types of angels. Oh, yes, you know, yes. Almost like different species of angels, if you want to say it like I that. You could say it that way, sort of. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, sometimes they do show up in human form, but I think that they are completely, entirely different beings. Yes, they are. Yeah. What scripture talks. It, you don't, you hear this on TV all the time. Oh, that person died, and God needed another angel in heaven, so they went to be an angel. That's not what happens. We don't turn into angels. Angels are a separate character, uh, whatever you want to call them, that God has created, a separate being. Yeah. And they are powerful. Uh, and his, the angels do his will. And uh, they are messengers. They tell things. There, there were times people, you know, well, like there with Abraham. You know, these, it looks like three men showed up to talk to him. You know, mm-hmm. he understood who they were. He realized this. But... The book of Hebrews tells us there are times that we entertain angels unaware. It's a person that we talk to, maybe share something with, maybe we try to help them out, 
And lo and behold, they're an angel. And we never knew that they were an angel. They were just there. I actually had that in one of my episodes uh, recently, the the verse that talks about that. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. My mother, back when I was a little kid one time, and I don't know if I've told this on here before or not, but it's, it's, it's it was in my mind fresh. Uh, I think we were all at school, and my father was at work, and she was doing stuff around the house, and a man had come to the door. And uh, and we lived on a house where houses were just boom, 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 right next to each other. All the houses looked the same, you know, up down the street. And we were like the third house from the corner. So why this guy, you know, came to our house, I don't know. But he just, he wanted the, some food to eat. Yeah. And so my mother didn't have him come in the house, but we had a closed-in porch on the front. And she allowed him to come on the porch, and she went and fixed him something to eat, come back and gave it to him. And, uh, you know, said, you know, here he is, and he, he ate. And when he's done, he thanked, and he went out the door, and she sat, turned around and sat the stuff in the living room, just stepped through the door, sat the stuff down, and turned back to talk to him, and there was nobody around. <laughs> there weren't there. <laughs> and, and I think from hearing the story, I think I even hear it for, from her, where she, you know, she looked down the street, and she looked behind the house, and all that kind of stuff. It was like, where'd this guy go? There, there, was, there was no way he could have moved fast that enough fast as a human, anyways. Yeah, to get out of to the To get way. out of the way where she wouldn't have been able to see him. wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? Was he? Wasn't he? Could have been. Huh? But she always stuck by it that she felt that's that was an angel. You I know? remember there was some book out there. I forget what the book was. But there's like all sorts of different stories in the book about um, situations of people like entertaining angels or... Uh, people seeing like uh some guardians protecting someone right. and then and that person who's being protected didn't even notice it at the time or see it or whatever all sorts of different stories like that i forget what the book yeah. was so. there's a friend of ours lived back in andrews and they were going through a very very rough situation at one time all kind of financial difficulties health difficulties and the he and his wife had been praying for god to send angels to help and I can't remember now. It's been so far back. I don't remember if it was in a dream and a vision or if he, I, I, I want to say he said he actually saw this. He was driving up to the road where his house was and it sat up on the side of a hill and there wasn't any other houses around it. And he looked up and he said there was an angel sitting on the roof of his house and he talked about it being like half the size of the house. It was like huge. And he felt and understood that this was a message from God. Things are going to be okay. And things did turn out to be okay. And then it was gone. Uh, and he related that story to me one time. And I was like, wow, I'd like to see that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this huge being was there guarding over his house. And there's all kind of missionaries who have told stories of being out on the mission field and were in places of danger. And they didn't see anything. But like the next day, some other people said, man, where'd you get that army from that was protecting you? He said, what army? I was out there by myself. Yeah. He says, you were surrounded, you know. There was this group all the way around you protecting you. Yep. And it's like, okay, so God had the angels there. Other people saw it, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so there are stories after stories. But we're talking here about an advocate yes. who stands in for us on our behalf and takes care of us. And here's Abraham being an advocate for Lot. And even in a sense for Sodom and Gomorrah, as bad as it was, and he starts out in 50 and ends up with 10. And we know by the end of the story, there wasn't even 10, there were three. Uh, and so the Sodom and Gomorrah were wiped out. Mm -hmm. So uh, advocates stand in. And then here's that John 14, 16 passage I was talking about. And I put it in red letters this time because sometimes you have the red letter edition. This is what Jesus says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says in John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate 
That's where sometimes it says counselor or comforter. That's the other word. I never could remember when we were talking earlier. Uh-huh. In that spot, different versions have different words. Another advocate, counselor, comforter, to help you and to be with you forever. So Jesus is getting ready to leave, and one of the main things he tells the disciples is, I'm sending somebody else to help you. It's the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is our advocate today. Mm-hmm. He stands in our behalf to talk to God the Father. And uh, since we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we are covered for our sins that we commit. And that's something we don't really talk about a whole lot is the Holy Spirit. At least we don't. We put a lot of emphasis on Jesus, which, which is, is true. true. It I means mean, to be, yeah. yeah. But you, you hardly ever hear anyone talking about the Holy Spirit. Unless it's in like some message you know, your pastor might be talking or whatever. Right. But. There are some books out there that some people have written. I know some guys in our denomination have written some books about angels and who they are and their, their ministering spirits. Um, and, you know, they're about, and the biggest thing is, the Holy Spirit is here with us now. We don't see him, but he's here. He promises to be with us right there as it says, forever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave. He's always there. Even in the midst of trials and trouble and we think, you know, we have nothing, the Holy Spirit is pleading for us before the Father. And he speaks to the Father in ways that we can't speak. Another passage in the in the New Testament talks about, you know, the Spirit speaks in our behalf with groans that we can't even understand. Um so here we got, you know, the Holy Spirit who is our advocate for us today he stands before the father pleading our case talking about our forgiveness taking away our sins you know because christ already paid for our sins but you know showing that that's that's what's there for us the holy spirit does it so then verse two which is the last part of the thing today um he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours but for also for the sins of the whole world now, there's a lot of controversy over those last two words, the whole world. Um, there's the sense in which, you know, whose sin is covered by Jesus' death. His death is sufficient to cover everybody who ever lived throughout the world. But does it actually cover all them? Well, if it did, then everybody, no matter what they did, goes to heaven. And we know in reality, the scripture says there is a hell and there are people who don't go to heaven they go to hell mm-hmm. and so evidently their sins aren't covered uh by this and so this is a wording that is used there to express for all christians people who put their faith in jesus christ they're covered by the, the death of christ and the sin is covered um so uh so in that sense you know as we read that other passage jesus is our advocate the holy spirit is our advocate and they take care of us in all situations, before the Father, and uh, ultimately, you know, usher us into heaven when our life is over here on earth. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a cool verse to, to be looking at for today, uh, which brings us back around to our sign here at the end. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have an advocate. It's nice to know that. I mean, everybody would love to have somebody that's an advocate for them when, when you're in trouble, you know? I mean, just think of in today's world, if you're you do something wrong uh and you know maybe you get arrested or maybe you you know even driving down the road and you get a ticket for doing something you know sometimes you need an advocate you go hire a lawyer to stand in your place and plead your case for you you know well in the spiritual realms 
the Holy Spirit and Jesus do that for us. Okay. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing to see. All right. Uh, sounds good. Um, why don't we go ahead and go into our uh, prayer. prayer. Yes, let's pray. Father, thank you that you have provided that advocate for us that stands before your throne, pleads our case. And Father, that's why it's so important that folks here in this world come to a place where they understand who Jesus is, that he is God, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and that we have to put faith in him and him alone. We can't trust ourselves. We can't handle paying for our sin. We're too guilty of sin. As we mentioned in the beginning, Father, that we're born that way. We, we are conceived in sin. And so thank you that we have the advocate of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to take what you put into our life as faith and to plead that case to say that we are forgiven. What a blessing it is to be forgiven. Father, we thank you for it. Keep reminding of this uh, to our bring, bringing this to our minds so that we day in and day out remember the ministry that is going on in our behalf even when we sin day in and day out and even when we try not to we still sin so father help us continue to speak for us in our behalf until that great day when we're gathered together with you in heaven we look forward to that we pray in jesus name amen amen all right everybody we'll be right back after this little back hope everybody enjoyed that break i thought it was a good break did you think it was a good break? absolutely it was always a good break when yeah. we just take sit back rest relax until you go on your adventures yeah i mean i went just singing in the rain singing in the rain yeah. and it's a sunny day yeah, out there it was a, it was a glorious feeling <laughs> okay you want to sing it for us <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I see you got something over there you want to show us something I did we always talk about where they can find things and there oh, is yes. Saint Life Entertainment for the merch yes. and if you can read that blue underneath of there that it, is it the says, address uh, was it saint-life-entertainment.myspreadshop.com yeah. You always have trouble remembering that. I thought I'd put it on the screen. Well, it's a good thing you did that because I would not have been able to do all that. Right there. I would have butchered it. So there it is. And then also you have your stuff for Steven TV or the yeah, real, real Steven, Steven TV. TV. Yeah. And it's got a bunch of numbers and letters and I don't know why that one's so big on YouTube. but It's a, it's a YouTube thing. So, they, they, oh. Yeah, it's it's got YouTube at channel UC and then a bunch of yeah. stuff. Anyway... So, if you just get a magnifying glass and look at your your phone or your computer, or whatever you're it, looking it's, it's also in the description down below. <laughs> I think is. it is maybe. Yeah, you put all that there. And then lastly is Creator Crafts. Creator Crafts. Woodchuck picture there. Yeah. And it simply is on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Creator Crafts. That's one word. Awesome. 
So I thought I'd throw all that stuff in there this time and well, actually see it. That's <laughs> true. Talk about it. Yeah. And then that's it. Final slide. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also remind y'all that we do have that donation link down in the uh, about section or it's down in the, the description link below, whichever one you would like to click on. You don't have to, but, you know, it would help out. Always helps. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, you already mentioned the merch and everything, and make sure you go uh, check out uh, the Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. And also, we do have the uh, Creator Crafts on um, Instagram now, so check out that too. I think yes. I don't. I, there's not actually a link down below, but I did put the description down there, so you should be able to type that into your Instagram and find it. Yeah, so. I mean, it's just Creator Crafts, all small letters with the number one, one. at the end of it. And lately, all I've been doing with that is putting pictures of things that I've made recently. Yeah. And uh, so, because uh, I still don't know how to work Instagram other than putting the pictures up. Yeah, it's pictures, short videos. Your mother uses Instagram a lot. She's always sending me stuff, and I click on it and look at it, and I think, okay, now what do I do from here? And so I don't know where to go with anything else. One of these days, i got to take some time and figure out Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably easy, and I just well, haven't figured it the, out yet. The latest thing that I've joined is a thing called Discord. Discord? Yes. It's, it's, it's a program. Is that another app thing? Yes, it's like another app thing you put on your phone, computer, all that kind of stuff. It's a thing where different people get together and they do chats and videos and games and all sorts of stuff. And I'm trying to get used to it too. And, and then, you know, I join uh, Twitch and everything. Twitch. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to put myself out there a little bit more, you know. All those places for people to figure out who in the world we are. Yeah. <laughs> so okay i guess that's about all we got uh you got anything else i i'm dumb after that <laughs> okay. well then for all of us here at the crown and spear i'm your host Stephen litchfield and this is my co-host gary litchfield and we'll catch you next time bye folks have a good week <laughs>